But I stopped and said, you know what? Can I pray for you? He said, pardon me? I said, can I pray for you? I said, y'all, all of you are not racist. All of you are not dragging people out of the car. And the videos that are out does not portray the heart of every police officer. Wow, so good. He says, he said, I ain't never thought in my life that someone would ask, could he pray? He literally stuck his hand in my car and I grabbed hands with this state trooper and prayed God's protection over him and every other law official in this nation. This is before all this happened. Welcome to the Reach and Teach podcast, a ministry of Watermark Wesleyan Church. And now, your hosts, Randy and Dan, helping to connect people to purpose locally, regionally, and internationally. Well, Dan, we're back for another episode of Reach and Teach podcast. What do you think? We are back. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to today. Um, to hearing this once again, uh, this is an interview uh, I really, really enjoyed with uh, one of our pastors, um, uh, Trevor Kaufman. He is one of our campus pastors for the South Creek campus and uh, just a great guy. Um, Trevor sat down with another friend of ours, uh, Shep. Uh, his name is Andre Clark. He goes by Shep. He's a pastor, uh, the pastor at New Direction Christian Fellowship in Buffalo. Um, Shep is a great guy. He's in our weekly teaching team meetings, um, so I've gotten to know him a bit that way. Spend a couple hours with him usually every week, and uh, just a great, great pastor, great man. And uh, I really appreciate his heart and uh, what he had to share. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, people hearing this. Yeah, and Dan, we're looking at uh, an unprecedented time with not only the virus going on, but with everything going on with uh, just race relations. I guess you'd say. Um, it's pretty tough water to navigate without, you know, some real clear guidance. And I think uh, in this interview, I think there's some extremely practical, not only things to do, but just ways to view things. Just uh, the clarity that Shep presents in, in how he sees things was just remarkable, I thought. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about sharing this uh, interview. And I don't want to, we could talk about it a lot, but I think the best thing is just to jump right in and um, get into it. Yeah, let's let's take a listen. Uh, here's uh, Trevor Kaufman with uh, Andre Clark, Pastor Shep, and uh, here we go. Joined by uh, Andre Clark, which is he's off. He's also known as Shep. He's a great friend of ours. He's joined our preaching team over the last uh, several months, and we have been learning from him. He's been learning from us, and it's just been a beautiful thing. So, uh, welcome, Shep. It's good to have you here. Good to be here. Good to be here. We- and we're going to do this together. So this is awesome. And uh, one of the things we're going to start off, one of the beautiful things about having you on the, the team together with us is the fact that we've been sharing messages over the course of the past year, probably. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. past weekend, you actually shared uh, a version of the message we shared uh, at Watermark. And so yes, I want to start out by asking you, how was that in your local church uh, context. And, and as you do that, why don't you uh, sort of explain where you are located in the city, the name of your church, and all of that as, as we kind of get going. Uh, thank you, Trevor. Um, uh, this is New Direction Christian Fellowship. We're in Buffalo, New York. Um, we are literally just blocks away from Martin Luther King Park. If anybody knows anywhere about that 
uh, location. Um, and uh, we have been here uh, for now, I've been pastoring here for 16 years, and uh, it is very much and very rapidly becoming uh, uh, the new melting pot. Um, so we have a, a great diversity of, of ethnicities coming into this area and um we've been doing great things I'm, I'm proud of the church and how we've been able to reach out but uh, on on this past couple of weeks we've had to um look at everything a little bit different and um yeah. even from pentecost sunday you know we had to literally uh kind of preach a eulogy for george floyd because uh, so many people in in our community was affected by that, um, including my family. You know, uh, to to see this happen again. Um, so when you look at John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, um, it was it was a, a opportunity for me to share with our congregation that um, uh, that uh, we're supposed to love everybody too. So uh, and, and and I can't, I, you know, there's a way we could talk at home that we can't talk. Uh, outside of home. So, so, but I, I, the, the deepness of it is we have to love everybody. Yep. This is not the time where we're going to have the free pass or the hall pass to hate. So we, we get to, to hate uh, people of, of the suburbs. We get to hate uh, the evangelical church. We get to hate police. That's not Christ. You know, it's like, whoa, where is our heart at? It's like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Let's not let uh, a radical group of people taint the message that believers want to give. And that is God loved all of us. Yep. Amen. It's incredible. I just think it's amazing that, you know, we're, we're here together and we're having this conversation. And in my message uh, over the weekend, I mentioned the fact that, you know, Nicodemus chose to have a conversation <laughs> with Jesus. And so rather than dismiss him as the outside source coming in and trying to shake things up, he's like, no, you know what? Maybe he's got something to say. And so we just want to open these kind of conversations and these dialogues because I know our congregation is asking questions like, how can we get involved? How can we make a difference? How can we do something? How can we stand up for the oppressed? And, you know, a lot of our response is just simply to be engaged in conversation and uh, yeah. to learn because, you know, you can read all you want and it's important that we educate ourselves and it's important that we learn but until you're face-to-face -face and you're having a conversation with somebody on the other side of whatever this is that we're talking about, um, it, it's just, it comes alive when you start to have a conversation. It becomes, right. it becomes real. And so it's so good to be able to do this um, uh, with you. So, you know, with the message, what, maybe what were a couple of the things that maybe, I know you told me before we were talking a little bit that you really focused on actions you know, and so maybe kind of share a little bit of, of, with us what that means to you and your local congregation. Um, actions, actions speak louder than words. Yep. Um, the, 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 uh, the text said, for God so loved, which is a past tense, um, yeah. so that he, he already proved, this is a proven fact that God loved us. Uh, Romans uh, 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 5 um, says that, um, that God commended his love towards us. That while we, that Christ committed His love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. He did that, even though we were still on the list of, of sinners. That we were going to be born into sin, He still loved us, um, to give us this hope, this 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 new life here on earth and eternity. Um, so uh, the thing about uh, action is that Jesus showed love in action. So now we have to show love in action. It goes back to what I just said. You know, this ain't the time to hate the police. Yep. Lawlessness is not the answer. 
turning Bailey Avenue, which I live blocks from where, uh, uh, well, I live a block away from where all the ruckus was. So this is hard. Wow. This, this is not, you know, I live in this neighborhood. I'm not one uh, uh, that, that, that is trying to run from it. I, I want to walk with, with the congregation. I want to walk with the membership of my church. And although my, my, my little block uh, uh, in the neighborhood is, it, it, it kind of looks like a, um, a, I hate to say it like this. I hope y'all could just be myself. Like a little mini suburb, little small houses, you know, yeah. so uh, manicured lawns and stuff. You know, people take care of the lawn. You know, so, so people think that uh, when they see my home that uh, I live in the suburbs. No, I live literally four blocks from where the precinct that they literally, that they literally started throwing stuff and, and, and it just got out of hand. So how do we do actions? Call in the precincts, which my church did, and said, we want to feed you on Friday. It's amazing. What? Oh, I've been land blasted, you know. <laughs> that's, that's too, that's, wait a second. They are the oppressor. They are, no, no, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Those same officers are going to be the people we call when our house is being broken into, when our car has been stolen, when there's a domestic problem. We cannot lump everybody that we don't, as a people, and I hope that my, uh, and I, I put this disclaimer out, that there's some terminology that we use um, that I, I may not understand or um, maybe not used by everyone else. But in the black community, in, in my community, um, we have to make sure that we uh, don't do so much damage to where uh, the same people we want to call don't want to come. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And if we don't understand this, we're causing police officers to be on even much more of a higher level of, of anxious and, and anxiety where cops are literally um, quitting and retiring because they don't want to deal with this. It's too stressful. They don't know whether or not they're going to come home at night. So let's understand something that I, I believe in protest. I don't want no one to leave here believing that I don't believe in protesting, peaceful protesting. I also believe in making demands. It, is there uh, 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 brutality and, and, and injustice done by the hands of some uh, police officers? Yes. Yep. But the same way uh, we don't want um, people to think that all black people are, are thugs and criminals. And, and, and drug dealers and prostitutes. We can't think all white people are racist and, and, and we can't think that all cops are, are going to come and hit us upside the head with billy clubs. If you remember, Trevor, I was on my way to a meeting and I was speeding trying to get to the meeting. Yes, I hope you were going to bring this up. I didn't want to make and you. <laughs> I was on my way and, and I thought that I could go 65. So you know me, you know, if it's a 65, I can at least go 72. <laughs> I have, I set my cruise to that every time. 72. So Admit. I'm, going, I'm going to 72. I'm trying to get to Watermark. I, I work overnight. I was coming straight from work and I'm cruising. I looked at the cop. I think I might even wave at him. All of a sudden, he's like, Rrr. I said, now, I don't know who, who he's coming to receive. I know I wasn't doing anything wrong. I pull over, and he says, uh, uh, license and registration. I said, excuse me, sir. I says, can I ask you, 
why, why am I getting pulled over? He says, sir, you were speeding. I said, I thought y'all gave us seven miles. He says, sir, he said, you were going 17 miles over the speed limit. I said, I thought it was 65. He says, no, sir. He was very polite, calm, collective. I said, man. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I gave him, I gave him my license and registration. He came back and gave me a ticket. I, I was speed. And I stopped him before he left. I said, can I ask you a question, sir? How are you feeling? This was just a few months ago. I said, you know, um, I got pulled over today and I didn't have fear today. Trevor, I'm going to be honest that there's times where I've gotten pulled over and I hurry up and get my license registration, put it on the dashboard, take my key, put it on the dashboard, turn the car off, and I put my hands on the wheel. Wow. That's, that is the fear of a lot of black men. Hmm. And I want to be compliant. I've had to have that conversation with men in my church, in our men's group. Hey, brothers, don't be out there trying to act like you're a bootleg attorney, <laughs> trying to think you're going toe-to-toe. It's not going to work. That's not how we go. Because you don't even know the law. You don't heard somebody else on a video get away with talking. That might not be your grace for that day. Yep. And I told him, I says, there's times where I've really had fear for my life being pulled over when I know I didn't do anything wrong. I've, I've been wrongly pulled over as well in Amherst, in, in Orchard Park, in West Seneca, who I used to live in West Seneca for 10 years, uh, uh, and so forth, Chitawaga. Um, I had someone literally tell me, uh, a cop says, you should have never told me you was a preacher. He said, you must know Darius Pridgen. And he <laughs> says, I definitely going to give you a ticket now. This is what was told to me. Wow. So, so, so I've, I've experienced that, Trevor. But on that day, on my way to Watermark, I got the ticket. I brought it into the meeting. I got the ticket. But I stopped and said, you know what? Can I pray for you? He said, pardon me? I said, can I pray for you? I said, y'all, all of you are not racist. All of you are not dragging people out of the car. And the videos that are out does not portray the heart of every police officer. Wow, so good. He says, he said, I ain't never thought in my life that someone would ask, could he pray? He literally stuck his hand in my car and I grabbed hands with the state trooper and prayed God's protection over him and every other law official in this nation. This is before all this happened. That's how we change in there. That's action. Ah, Love so on people. Change the narrative. Change the narrative. Gosh, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking. I'm rambling. I'm no, this is exactly what we want. This is amazing. And it's so eye-opening to, to hear these things. And so, you know, we have, we have police officers in our church that are upstanding mm-hmm. and law and, you know, they, they obey the guidelines. They're not abusing the system. And so mm-hmm. it's like, we want to love them. We want to support That's them. Right. I know your, ten, your intention is to be able to do that as well. And so, um, you know, it, the interesting thing is, I, as I've been thinking this, and I, I'm not, I can't step foot in, in a black individual's shoes. I can't step foot in a police officer's shoes. I, I'm not in either of those worlds. But I think to myself, I'm like, some of our, our police officers are in the system. And, and these protests that you mentioned, you know, they're not attacks on individual police officers. They're, 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 people are just wanting to stand up against this system that's broken. But we have fo- police officers who are followers of Jesus Christ, who understand right. the reality of this. 
And God has placed them in there where they themselves can actually make a difference where they're at. And so my prayer is that they would just be protected to feel like these protests are specifically focused at them individually. And it's still, it's just so, it's such a challenge and it's so amazing to hear you say these things. And I know you're, you're reaching out, you're, you're reaching out to the precinct. Um, you're, you're reaching out, you're sharing food into the community, I know. And it's just so, so inspiring. And thank you for what you're doing. And Oh, it's just, it's just incredible. And this time is going to run out so fast, but you know, as you have mentioned this reality that you, that you live in uh, as a black man in, in this, in this country, in this city, um, you know, how, how do you navigate this with, with your children or your kids or your, how does that, how does that look? Because that's something that I can't even fathom as a suburban white American father where I, I don't feel the need to have to warn my children about these things, but that's not the reality that, that you live in. And how, how does that look? And how does that, how do you navigate that? I, I have a, a eight year old in my home. He's my godson who, who lives with us full time. Hmm. Um, people were sharing the video on Fortnite. Wow. So, um, he asked, uh, why are they doing that, Dad? Dad, why are, they, why are they doing that? Two things came to my mind. As a black man, I had to teach him about racism, the system. But that young man loves the police officers. We go to restaurants. He see a cop. Dad, I got to go talk to him. Dad, can you pay for their meal? I'm like, whoa, son. <laughs> I ain't got it like that. <laughs> you know, it's those type of things. He, and he doesn't understand still to this day the difference between police officers and security guards. So he'll walk up to a security guard and say, how you doing, officer? Anyone in a uniform and they got a gun or even they got a flashlight, he thinks they are police officers. Now, why in the world would I jeopardize a young man's heart who wants to be a football player and a police officer. Yeah. Why would I speak bad about police? We can make aware. We can let him know that those cops were wrong, but there's a lot. You got to be honest. Those cops were wrong, but there's a lot of good cops. And if you have police officers in your family or in uh, your church as, as Watermark does, then guess what? Uh, you know, brother so-and-so, he's a police officer. He would never do that. He's a police officer. He would never do that. There's good and bad in everything. And that's the message that I'm been, I have been portraying to him. Because it was like, why, why won't he get up? Why won't he get off that man? That man crying. That man crying. You don't know what it does to me to hear my son have that as a reality? Trevor, that my son has this as a, as a reality, that this is the life that we live in. And if we don't prepare our children, we don't, our children that's going out to get a uh, 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 license with whether they're the permits or the early license and stuff like that, we have to prepare them and have the talk. 
you know, make sure your, your seatbelt on. Don't, you know, stop, you know, and if you get pull over and take your keys out and, you know, say, obey the, but then there's been cases where our children have done all those things and still have had abuse. Dad, I did everything you asked me to. Then what, Dad? Then what? We, we got to actually see that this is, this is uh, uh, so embedded that I, I, I've seen even myself just kind of be scared at times and say, Your Honor, I'm talking to, I'm talking to a police officer. Yes, Your Honor. He said, I ain't Your Honor. I said, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Automatically given deference. Automatically given respect and honor. No matter what kind of attitude. That was kind of embedded in me. My father grew up in Alabama. My father grew up in, in the height of civil rights movement, dogs and 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 hoses and marches and sit-ins. He grew up in that time. But when he came up north, he says, Son, I don't care what happened to me. I refuse for you to hate anyone. Yeah. So you have to teach our children to love. You have to let them know that there are some people that may be white, that may be in our families, that don't treat everyone fairly. But that's not what we do. And we have Bible. We have Bible to show that for God so loved the entire world, not just the world that in our block, but God loved the entire world. God loved that. Can I, can I share something? Can I share something? And I don't mean no harm when I say this. We have to love everybody. I hope I don't, I don't blow it today. I know this is sensitive. I came to Watermark for uh, Christmas Eve, which was one of the most beautiful services I've ever been to see that church start off in the pulpit with Pastor Ken with the one light and to spread all over the church. Mm. And I, if, if the person that sat next to me, if they remember me, if y'all could please let Trevor know, I want to actually send them a card. They changed my experience there. I didn't get a hello from people. I didn't get, um, a lot of greetings. But when I sat next to this family, they had the husband and wife and, and their daughter. We didn't even have candles. We didn't have programs. They shared. I don't know where these, this family got all these candles from because I got a candle, my wife got a candle, and they still had candles. I think they had candles in their purse or something because somehow we all had candles. We didn't know where to pick up the candle. We, this is but there's somebody that still don't look at color. They look at love. Those type of people, those that, that will reach out, that will go out of their way, that will be intentional to be sweet. You don't have a program? Here's a program for you. Oh, you didn't get a candle? They were right here. Take my candle. Those, that is how we're going to change this whole world. And I, that child, that child, whoever that young girl was, they saw that from their parents. When we show love, because love is an action word, when yep. we show love, it erases when we are bombarded with the different narrative that white people don't like black people and black people don't like white people. Uh-uh. I've been coming, I started coming to Watermark because I needed for an internship. When my internship was over, I was sad. Ken and Kevin and Keith, Eric, you don't have to stop coming. Keep coming. You're welcome here. I'm welcome. 
Yep. I didn't get my I didn't get my key yet. I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get my key yet. But I'm there every Tuesday. That's how we change the narrative. That's not a photo op. Right. That's building relationship. Don't wait for the I've been walking with Watermark pastors. I I was actually scheduled to come and pray for Good Friday, yep. but we couldn't have it. Right. I'm a part of Watermark. Yes, you are. See what I'm saying? Yep. So we change the narrative that we're not all hateful and we're not all evil, but we're good people. I've been able to speak my heart when we prepare sermons and says, well, I have to use it a different way. Or have you thought about it from, from this point of view? Yep. And I'm not silent in the meetings. No. I have a voice in a meeting. I'm one of you. What am I? Guess what? I'm your cousin. Invite me over for hot dogs or something. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> but then that's how we change it. Yep. Be intentional. Trevor, the fact that we're sitting here having a conversation is number one. You, you're not trying to uh, lead the conversation as an expert, but just Andre speak, Shep speak. Yep. Because our hearts are open and we just want to learn. The same way when I came to Watermark, I came to learn about ministry. I have a ministry that's a, 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 a small ministry, just about a, a hundred members come every Sunday. A few, a little more that's on the road, but y'all know how to roll people do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so what ends up happening is I came to learn ministry. And yet Ken and Kevin and Becky and everyone said, we're learning from you. How are you learning from me? I can't but because we're in relationship, that's how that works. Yep. That's the beauty of it. And when we do, when we see that more often, that's how we're able to speak to our children. No, don't believe that. You see, you see, Shep? You see, Shep? Don't you think that all blacks are this? And the same thing for me. You, 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 see, you see Ken? You see Trevor? You see Kevin and Becky and their children? I can't wait. I got so many promises of, of dinners. I can't wait for COVID to be over. Oh, it's ah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I, I even had to sit down with the teens at my church and um, talk about protesting because I had some of my young people was like, um, burn the city. I'm like, whoa, where you get that from? That's not my heart. That's not the heart of God. And we had to make sure that we keep, mas- I use the term massaging their heart. If we yeah. don't keep massaging their heart, their heart will grow cold and bitter. And guess what? We can't make no traction to, to end racism, to end injustice, if we're angry and bitter. Joseph was able to get to the palace because he did not hold bitterness and revenge. If he would have held bitterness and revenge, he would have been always trying to go back to his family instead of staying on the path that God had for him. So I think that we need to make sure that we ask God to massage our hearts. Don't let our hearts grow cold and then continue to be real with our families. Shep, this has been so incredible. I can't, we could never, this is just, it's just so real. And thank you so much for for opening up. Um, Can I, can I just, I just want to pray for you. And, yes. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into this conversation is going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, this inspires other people to have conversations 
And uh, I just value you. I value everything that this represents. And so thank you so much. And uh, thank you. let me just pray yes. for you and your ministry to close our time. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. I thank you so much that you love and loved the world so much that you <laughs> one and only son, that he would die. And that if we believed in him, we, do, we won't perish. We won't be eternally bound to the consequences of sin, but we can experience eternal life with you, Lord. And we want all of your creation to be able to experience that. Lord, we love all. And as Shep is navigating that with his community and with his, and with his congregation, Lord, I would just ask that you would show him favor, that you would show him your blessing, that you would show him your provision, that you would show him your protection, and that you would show him your love and that that would be represented through him to his congregation and through him to his community and through him to the local precincts. Lord, we just love you. We praise you. We thank you so much for all that you're already doing and the connections and the conversations that we're having through this. And we thank you for that. And we love you and thank you. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray all of these things. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, man. This has been a pleasure. And uh, I just can't wait to see what this continues to, 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 to bring. We so, family. It's family night. We family. We are family. Thank you, man. I love you. Love you. All right. Well, I'm so thankful. What a great, what a great job. What a great interview. Um, what, a, what a bunch of amazing things to think about and uh, process now. Um, uh, this is uh, one of those interesting times where we do a show and we didn't do the show. It was actually Trevor that did it for us and, and with Shep as his guest. How can you miss with a man with a heart like that? You just can't miss. Great. Well, and I think it's great to, to just see the partnership that we you know, we uh, we have with, with Shep and his church, and, uh, you know, I, I just, it's a great relationship, and certainly one that we need to learn from and, and pay attention to, and, and Shep has a lot of wisdom and insight. Um, yeah, he, he's, what a, what a powerful interview. Um, thank you to Shep, and thank you to Trevor. Um, if, if you have any questions or comments, uh, I guess maybe we don't want comments. I don't know. If you have any questions or, or thoughts, no, we would love your comments. Uh, you can email us at reachandteach at watermarkwesleyan.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, not sure how many folks are listening to this these days, but uh, if you listen, we'd love to hear from you. And, and if you come back and listen to this one after you listen to others, maybe in the future there'll be a whole bunch because... Um, I know the episodes that are coming are going to be absolutely spectacular yeah. and people will be coming back to check all the early ones out. But this one, I think, is what an amazing one to come back to yeah. because this one here, even though we weren't a big part of it, was out of the park. Right. So thanks for joining us today. Um, this is Randy Johnson with my co-host Dan Ward on another amazing adventure on the Reach and Teach podcast. Our, we're brought to you from the very epicenter of everything spiritual here at Watermark Wesleyan Church. Have a great day. See you.